that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Love Lighthouse podcast and this is the broadcast for um, Friday the 21st of October 2022. I am doing this at the same time as doing the broadcast on Facebook and so thank you so much for waiting for the words that would come forth today because that was the last broadcast that was actually um, out yesterday and it was, it's literally been like that, like waiting on the word. Now, yesterday's um, podcast broadcast was all about the fact that, you know, people who are with Christ are seen as different from the world. This is a very worldly kind of talk, I suppose, isn't it? Everybody recognises this. If they're in the world, it's something that's very worldly. It is one of our course um, Disney characters, or Disney movies, um, Disney programs rather, and of course it's something that most people will recognise. Now, with regard to Christ, how many people do recognise Christ and recognise the Holy Spirit and do what would guide them to do it in their life? Now, that's quite different, that is quite something else. Because what is happening there is there are people, a movement that um, come from the faith and the spirit. And the spirit guides and moves these people throughout the world. There's so many of us together being guided in God through the Holy Spirit ministering to us in communion. And so we all walk forward together like that. Now, people in the secular world don't tend to understand that. They're very much of the world. They can only understand what they see in front of them. So if they see something like this, Mickey Mouse, it's a recognized character, it's very visual, it's from a visual aid, the biggest visual aid we have, which is the TV, all right? The movies, the big three. And so because it's so visual, it's so seen, it's so very, very obvious and recognizable. People don't deny Mickey Mouse because Mickey Mouse is a character that people can see. But quite the antithesis, of course, it might appear, or rather should we say not appear, um, the spirit is just not as tangible, or many people feel it's not as tangible. But what is invisible becomes visible, becomes manifest in and through the believers, in and through our walk together and what we achieve, what we actually go through as well. And so I have had an interesting day. I am absolutely to that point where I've just been questioned some really interesting questions. Um quite a large group of people as well and I'm really thankful for having done that but 
I must admit, I'm also thankful to have quiet time and peaceful time then too. Earlier on after that, I also spent some time out, as you can see, in an even larger group in one of our bars there. It's called Wee Wendy's, <laughs> and that's a really down-to-earth, down humble setting. And of course, I wasn't really drinking as such there. I just ended up having a, a Coca-Cola, which was so nice, so refreshing. I haven't had Coca-Cola in quite a while now. So to have that was just so refreshing in there tonight and of course everyone knows that. Now if you listen to the video earlier on, if you see it, you'll get to get a little snippet but it doesn't show you just how busy the place was. It was really bustling and thriving. In fact, and someone said something in the video, I think you have to really listen into it, but it sounds almost like We Vicky. I'm not gonna say this. You tell me. You tell me what you think it sounds like, right? Think about it. Think, think, listen and think about it. And then if you want to comment on it, you can do so. But anyway, I'm gonna just leave that there. I did actually go ahead um and end up going shopping, got some bright colours, just some low-key kind of things to wear. Um, that I just felt were just beautiful for this time of year. Like I'm really loving seeing these bright colours being spread throughout the autumn and time. For usually it's kind of more like browns, you know, oranges, yellows, that kind of thing. Kind of like seasonal, like the colour of the plants and things at this time, right? Um, I mean, look at this. I'm just going to hold up plant here obviously for the sake of the podcast which is also recording at the same time here I'll explain. We've got um a bit of a yellow um leaf there and some green leaves. We've got some yeah got some brown leaves in this one. Um very interesting. I think it's Egypt. Yes it is. So that um is just sitting there. And as you can see as I just was showing you there normal on the podcast I express that express the colours for you and we've got all different types of colours going on because of the changes of season and that's what you kind of expect for the clothing the kind of lines they're out but it's really vibrant I have to admit I am really impressed it's kind of like the dark colours autumnal colours mixed in with these bright colours and it just makes it really work I'm loving it the thing is, the weather has been fairly changeable. It hasn't actually been typically autumn. It was really bright and sunny at some parts of the day as well, for example, and um, quite warm as well because of the window. And when I came back in, but anyway, back to this. So that's um, what I was up to when I came back from the shops and I got my beautiful kind of bright coloured um, piece of clothing and some other bits and pieces. I then, do you know what I mean, I was walking down uh, the town and I noticed that there was this kind of um, pair of people there, I don't know if there were a couple, I don't think so, but 
a man and a woman, and they had this little baby, and I was like, oh my goodness, so cute. And then it went further down, and, you know, I just, like, felt like, oh, I should have gone over and <laughs> said hello, because they were looking over towards me. But, um, anyway, I did say, oh, he's so cute. And, and I went, walked further down, and um, then I was met with a group of, I think they're probably, like, teenagers, really kind of, like, happy, loud, and all the rest of it. And then as I went down the rest of the town, it was just so kind of like bustling, just a, a good atmosphere. And when I finally got back here, I just got to the outside and, you know, I was like, oh my goodness, is that like my friend um, and her mother? And then I realized, oh my goodness, hang on a second, it is my friend's daughter who used to go to school with my daughter and there she is and her dad so it was those two so we had this long conversation it was really lovely to chat to them we were talking about some really great topics but also some interesting topics too with regards to everything um, um that's going on around the world I'm not going to go too much in depth there, but there was quite a bit of politics. And they're just asking you know, what I'm doing, and I'm saying, well, living out my vocation in sovereignty, in other words, guided by God. And, um, you know, and she had also said to me about politics, and that, you know, after having a discussion, like I should go into politics. And I'm like, well, being sovereign is political, is about the people, but first and foremost, it's about God, and then it's about me, and then obviously it's about the people. It's in that order, because you have to be able to put it in the right order in order to do really well at it. And so that's how that goes forward. And, um, hmm. So that's where I've made different kind of like, as I say, points from whether it be um, things that are going to occur, whether it is something of a prophecy, or whether it's things that I actually really feel in God that need to occur. Um, but pretty much I just leave the different variety of groups to do and decipher what they are going to do and what they're going to decipher unless it's something that comes through very strongly then that's kind of what happens now earlier on i was doing um a bit of a reading through the scriptures and it was suggesting that the house of david in other words where the throne is where the sovereignty is in that place there needs to be judgment and right judgment taking place. And that this has always been the way um, by which if this were done and this process was carried out, then there would therefore be a sense of justice and a sense of balance and things working out as well as possible. Obviously, with every community and every type of um, era throughout the world, throughout the history of time, 
there's always going to be times where that goes very smoothly, but we are humans in a process of um, progress as well. And so therefore, there are times when things do need to improve. They do need to um, move along in a way of um, furthering, if you like. And so after having gone through that piece of scripture today and also allowing that to be recorded on the podcast broadcast as well today, which this is now um, doing as well. We're now having the podcast at the same time as this broadcast on my more elite page. But the podcast broadcast will go out um, throughout the world to um, anyone that wants to listen to it. So that's going on today. So that's the same thing that occurred during um, this, uh, earlier on this afternoon. And I knew right away that when I had read this, I needed to think of putting it into practice. And that is what happened pretty much during a period of time when I had it been in. It was a case of making those judgments, trying to kind of come to some sort of idea of what was really appropriate um, and with the different kind of points that were sort of being raised. And so that certainly did take place. And I thought to myself tonight, obviously wearing what I'm wearing, doing it, having a, bit, a little bit more of a low-key kind of podca uh, podcast broadcast and also, of course, the broadcast here, I thought to myself, perhaps not um, for this, perhaps not so much for this in terms of its level of heaviness. Um, we will just wait and see what comes to me, but I'd like to see what you think of me doing and saying all oh, I need to say in terms of judgment whilst wearing this, that'll be interesting. I wonder if that would be taken so seriously. Um, <clears throat> but yes, do, I mean, come and join in. I know some of you are going to be joining in now. You're not going to be seen on here. I'm quite well aware of that. Um, that's given to me through the Holy Spirit. So we just have God to thank for that. <laughs> So thanks be to God for the wisdom to understand these things. So do know that you are listening to me and you are watching me. Thank you so much for joining me here um, this evening or whenever you get it throughout the world. <clears throat> so let's have a little kind of um, a bit of a moment of peace and quietness. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to go over anything that I feel that comes up. Throughout this piece, it's like a meditation or a prayer. So let's just humble ourselves and be silent and still and think about what's coming up in the world today and what's good to bring forward in terms of a discussion. Okay, silence. Okay, well, what has been coming up to me is um, 
I was approached to, as I said, by a lady who is linked with a family that I knew and when my child was in private school here. And one of her main points was this, that the former prime minister, Liz Truss, had brought up these changes. And according to this lady, the changes that were brought into place were that of um, supposed tax cuts for the wealthy and then tax increase for those who were not wealthy, who were the opposite. And I couldn't get my head around that. I didn't know really what was going on there. Um, it just sounded a little bit of like osmosis to me. Um, you know the process of osmosis, and some people talk about the law of attraction in this, but the law of attraction is far more complicated than some of these people um, discuss out there in the world. Um, I don't know if they've maybe just like looked at some people and thought that's what they're doing and that's how it works, and it is not that way. Um, polar opposites attract. Like to a certain extent can gather together, but it's usually opposites that attract. When it's talking about something even physical, if you think about the fact that the first man had a first woman on earth, those are two opposites. Night and day, light and dark. When you think about the way that the world is formed, these do exist, even if people don't know about how the world actually formed or how it started off, we cannot pretend that we don't know about these differences like it's night outside, it was light earlier on, the times change, it was like really sunny all the time during the summer months, now it's getting more rainy, you see this is just the way of the world, so we can't deny that. Um. But in any case, let's get back to the whole osmosis thing and not understanding where in our fist comes from with regards to taxation. I don't understand that. I'm not sure how that's going to work. I'm not sure what the relevance is of it or what the intention of it is or what it will actually do in terms of creating anything of goodness or stability for the country or the community. I'm really not getting that. I don't comprehend that. But if there was an explanation that worked, obviously I'd be willing to listen to it. I'm not being overly judgmental. There may well be some well thought out design of why this is um, someone's idea. Personally, I don't understand that. Um, I believe that people who are wealthy shouldn't be overly taxed I don't that's one thing I'm going to be very very balanced with that. I'm very very balanced um, I would say that it makes no sense to overly tax the rich or people that are wealthy for the sake of giving uh, to the poor I don't think people who are rich or wealthy should be penalized for their wealth. 
I think it's kind of sick. It doesn't make sense. I mean, there are people in some instances <clears throat> that work. <clears throat> and I mean, we can't say this because it's not all about works. You're not saved by your works. I'm not saying that. But it's just a little bit sick, I think, that if someone's working, or they perceive themselves to be working really hard, in any case, they are, that is the reality for them. And they happen to make a lot of money. Or say they don't work really hard, but they happen to make a lot of money. Whatever it is, they've come up with that strategy. That's their life. That's that's their manifestation. And it's a good manifestation in many, many ways. Now, I can understand or by people um, who are wealthy feel that there's a, a balance required in their life where they're not having like a kind of free-flowing of their wealth or their resources. And I can understand that that might create a necessity for something like, you know, it's almost like um, a, a pressure in a in some sort of valve that's like letting kind of like go some of, of that um, in terms of the capacity. It's relieving it. Um, but the thing is, Generally speaking, I don't think that's really the way to go. I think that, you know, the valve or whatever it is, and I'm not talking about this um, actually specifically, so please don't look at this just in terms of you want to make bigger valves. What I'm saying is that I believe that the capacity, the vessel or whatever, could either expand or there could be new arrangements as in to how um, the wealth is utilised to make it workable, to make it feel less cumbersome and more um, fluid if that's what feeling is and if that's what um, feeling like should occur in these types of situations and these types of groups. Again, because it's an individual thing, there are people that are perhaps grouped together within that one group that are linked, but that have opposite feelings with regards to that in terms of taxation. I think perhaps that might be to do with new money as opposed to old wealth and how they feel about their wealth. And so that might be creating something there in terms of the feedback, which is then coming from the government. So I wouldn't say... I wouldn't say that it's all the government's fault, but I initially didn't really understand that one. Um, I think that a fair amount of taxation for for people who are rich is good, but not over the top. I think taxing people who are rich like half of their earnings is ridiculous. I mean, that's got to be so wrong, really. Um, people that are poor should definitely have more help. There should definitely be um, some form of bringing about greater resources and greater wealth. Now, it's usually the case is the same with what I was talking about before. It's how it's relieved, how it's utilised, um, how it's managed. And um, whether it's in a healthy way or whether it's doing something to the detriment, but I feel that instead of 
putting that first in terms of priority of, of how to and decide what it's going to be that is given to people like that but just simply put the actual giving of more um, resources to people who are poor is just absolutely a great thing and then it can be seen as to how that actually works and what the actual um, results are from that but I definitely don't think it's right for people to be made poorer or for poor people not to have some sort of an increase. I don't think that's appropriate. It's sick. So um, those are my thoughts and feelings with regards to these situations. Um, I don't feel that the rich should be taxed extortionate amounts and I do not feel, certainly don't feel should be, I think they should be given more resources um, financially and in other ways as well. That's what I think about those things, those subjects. Um, the other topics that came up, I'm not going to mention at this time, but um, they are to do with this world and some of the situations that are going on in a certain part of the world and how they're treating each other. And I really do not know enough of what is going on personally in either of those countries with either of those leaders and why they are doing what they are doing to each other. I only have what is reported to me by news groups and the perspectives of different people. But the thing is, we all know that the news and the perspectives of different people can be very, very different from the actual reality of what is really going on. And so therefore, with that in mind, I am very, very careful to make any judgments, therefore, um, based on that very fact, with regards to something that seems to be very, very, very sensitive. Ultimately, it goes without saying that hmm, the huge um, what seems to be catastrophic result that's reported on the news with regards to these situations in the um, other countries that are having um, and an extraordinarily huge disagreement is the only word we can really say. The one thing from that that's really obvious is that they need to find ways in which they can communicate respectfully or not at all, but that it should be communication through discourse 
and the utilization of wisdom and communication that should really be key in how they actually move forward as opposed to all these um, different really kind of physical things that they're all doing. However, that being said, um, we have to be very, very mindful that in some cases it is true, just as we saw from that um, that film that has come out, um, which is called The Woman King, and all of what happened there with the black people in those tribes and slavery and things, we have to be aware and not be um, stupid about this, that that does carry on today in a different capacity, perhaps not in the same way that it did, but still to some extent. And we still need to be mindful about the fact that it's unjust and it shouldn't be happening. And that it is right in certain circumstances, just like that, that sometimes there is going to have to be defense. But the defense should be proportionate. It should be realistic and sensible. Um, it's possible. I mean, obviously, uh, if it comes to anything as huge as length of trafficking, you do, you have to, you have to take um, action where it would be, or it would be deemed to be sensible to do so. You have to do that. Um, it, that should not, it shouldn't occur, and that is the reality. It should not occur. Uh, let me just, there's going to be some things that I'm going to tie into this, I think, as well. That I can relate to it from just double checking. Yeah, we're going to be talking about families for this one. <clears throat> okay. So, because that is, that's really what's going on here. A multitude of families in this situation within the world and ultimately the very finer points of what we're each going through in our own family life and then that on a larger world scale and then how that kind of is impacting throughout the world. So um I want to look at this. I'm going to look at families and we're going to talk about 
the importance of the family home, family structure, and how to really protect and look after children and also adults as well, but to make sure there is that level of stability there as much as is possible. Um, so yeah, how can this be linked to the length of trafficking? Well, obviously, it's not right when a family splits up, breaks up, or there's some sort of separation, and the child is impacted. And sometimes that child can almost be seen to go through a situation of what would appear like a very, perhaps a different format of this, but nonetheless, at times, they appear to be being trafficked in one way, shape or form. And this is definitely the truth. We've got this on a website. If you have a look on Air Rugby Football Club, you will read about a man whose child, or children rather, two children I believe, are over in another part of the world because his partner has taken him out of the country all the way over to another part of the world. So although it's not the same thing as maybe the other types of really, really terrible um, concepts and, and occurrences that have gone on in the past with regards to trafficking or slavery, there is still an element, even although it is on a different level, there's still an element of that occurring. And quite often is the case that these situations are occurring because one or the other of the parents feels the need to protect the child or the family or some sort of structure or something like that. And other times it's the opposite thing going on where it's not actually in the child's best interest. So there's some of these situations that are actually right to be occurring and some of these situations that are not really right to be occurring. And so there's a multitude of these. And what really needs to happen here is for the children to be thought of more. They really need to be at the centre of people's attention before they are even born. So we're going to talk about families, we're going to talk about the faithfulness, we're going to talk about the importance of understanding the importance of a relationship and um, the, the culmination point, or not the culmination point, but the point of having and procreating um, children to prevent such situations having to occur. <clears throat> Again, why is this so important? Because any form of trafficking, whatever it is, has a knock-on impact, first and foremost, on the child, but it also has a knock-on impact on the wider community. For example, how those um, parents behave, how the surrounding family or surrounding people behave, and the interactions that that causes in and about and throughout the community. And then on the wider scale, um, how that impacts wider um, projects or possibilities of situations happening. Um, the children in these situations 
quite often aren't being thought of in terms of, oh, here's what's going to happen. Because quite often people will not just realize that um, a man or a woman in a situation are going to have multiple wives or multiple um, husbands. It's not the done thing. And so many of us don't anticipate or expect someone else to treat us that way. And here's the thing that I'm looking at Chronicles as we speak. And that's what I was actually wanting to, to really gain from the Lord through the Holy Spirit and communion. What would be important to bring up here? And that's exactly what it landed on. It was talking about the multitude of families and how many of these men had um, so many wives. Some of these soldiers had so many different wives and therefore um, and sons. They had many wives and sons, it says here. Now, this is in the time um, which would have been between the period of Moses and Christ's appearance. Okay? So in between that time, when everything had kind of gone a little bit haywire, and there would be the, the actual uh, ability to to have divorce, okay, separation would be more of a thing in that time. In fact, it was almost encouraged by the sounds of it at the beginning. Um, in many ways, for some of them. Um, but then, as I say, when Moses put the law into place, he did only do that. He introduced, in other words, divorce only because of the hardness of men's hearts. Okay, that it wasn't really the way that it was meant to be. So he was trying to correct that, but his next best step was that, okay, it's not meant to be, but at the very, very worst, last case scenario, okay, um, but only under certain circumstances, situations, all right? Um, in any case, this was obviously still occurring throughout these time periods, but here we are, we're in the year 2022, this is a Christian calendar that we are in. We are in a Christian calendar for a reason. If we scale back down and take off the ion, it's because of Christ. So we have to be realistic about this. Christ made it very clear that there shouldn't really be any divorces unless you are called by, specifically, God by Christ to do this for the ministry, it does actually say that if you leave this, that, the next, all the rest of it in my name, then this will happen. There'll be so many abundant blessings, but there'll also be a huge amount of persecution as well. Um, that's just the way that it is. But we would have Christ in order to be able to fulfill whatever it was that we needed to walk through in. But those that don't have Christ will not have that ability to walk through in any way, shape, or form in a way that is going to be conducive to like a good type of working life. Now, just because some of us have Christ and have that ability to walk forward in a really um, well-known way in an organized fashion, and do whatever we need to do because we have that confidence in Christ to do so. It doesn't mean to say that those out with are going to understand that, especially if they don't have Christ. So that's the thing that you have to bear in mind, but also that's the reason that it's more difficult 
I would imagine for people that don't have crisis, that don't have bond hall going through that. And I would also therefore imagine that a lot of those situations, therefore, where that's taking a place where Christ is not in the mix, it is even more drastic. Even more drastic. And there really needs to be something done about it. And I just, I'm like, you know, what, what is to be done? What is to be done? What can possibly be done to alleviate these experiences uh, whereby children uh, really need Stable, loving family home. How then, therefore, when all these people, like it's written here in Chronicles, which was brought up for me to read just here, when all these people are going around having multiple affairs or partners, so what is the solution? Because it's not fair on the children. What is the solution? The solution is not to get married unless you're really, really called by Christ. And if you're not really, really called by Christ and you can't see you being with that person, for the rest of your life and having a child with them and staying with them and supporting them for the rest of your life, don't get married to them. People will say, but not everyone gets married and they have children. Well, that's not true. When you, if you're, unless your child's brought here by a spaceship, Or immaculate conception when any circumstance is consummated that in and of itself is the biggest form of union. Don't do that with someone unless you're prepared to be with that person for your full life and having their children and supporting them fully. If you're ready to do that, do that. Okay, so then there's a situation of what happens next if something happens to those parents? A consummated union that's consummated in and through Christ has this wonderful, wonderful gift to it, which is called the Holy Spirit. 
And because of the communion with two people that are consummating a union with the Holy Spirit, that communion and understanding impacts and drives forth the wider community of those in that communion. And they, as a group, are able to take forward good, health-promoting, sound ideas for which to best look after um, children. Not that we would ever want to imagine anything like that. But that is why it is also vital to be in and around and with other people at times as well, or at least knowing of um, others who are in that similar communion. Um, I wouldn't say it's like the ultimate be all and end all because we can always get to help each other, but definitely be with someone else. Only be with someone else that has that communion. Don't be with anyone less than that because they're not for you and that is not fair on a child to do that to a child because it's creating situations that are um, obviously bad for the child, bad for the environment, the community, etc. If you do that and then it kind of badly impacts you. For example, you think you're going to be really faithful, but the other person is not intending to be faithful. They don't have God. They're not faithful to God. You are. What's going to happen? Obviously, that family is going to be torn apart because they can't stand if the other person doesn't have any intention for faithfulness, communion in Christ, and doesn't have any answerability to Christ or to you. And obviously, that's going to cause some sort of like problem. So, in order to alleviate any problem, to make sure that there is a good union, it should really be one that you wait for and make sure is in Christ, does have the Holy Spirit. That's one of the biggest answers I can give um, in terms of to help with a situation like that on a worldwide scale with regards to um, making sure that children have loving, stable family hopes. I'm very thankful that um, my father stayed with us the entire time and stuck by us and supported my family. I am very, very thankful for that. I know so many people don't have that or didn't have that or had parents that split up. And I really just think that when men do that, it's it's just it, inexcusable. It really is. Disgusting. Unless they're being called by Christ. But that's the big point. Unless you and your, let's say there is a situation where there are two people together and they just know right they're being called on now if it's something that's righteous if they're being called to move on in christ that that's christ that is the movement of christ but here's the difference if it's for the lust of the flesh and it's not then it's not of christ you know like something that's unfaithful then obviously that is not appropriate so that's the difference there it depends if it's in christ or not so that's what i would say um in terms of helping and make sure that there's stability there for children and preventing different forms of trafficking. Whatever level or tier of this you want to discuss, um, it shouldn't be occurring in that way. Um, I believe that a big 
solution for this is to make sure that people that are put into these different groups in terms of, let's say, if there is like a crisis or if there is a situation um, whereby a child needs help or even an earthquake, we're talking about mainly about children, then they must, they absolutely must have those Christian values. They must be in communion with the Holy Spirit. That is my value, and that is what I want to see happening in our United Kingdom and beyond. That's what I want to see, because then, with that, these wonderful and um, faithful people, who also have the grace and the mercy upon them to deal with things appropriately, sensibly, in a way where they also understand everyone else involved in it, so they have that little communion and belief in the Holy Spirit to move things forward in a way that's in alignment with these other people, they just make for a better world altogether. They help a child, they help an entire family, they help the community, and the wider world benefits from this. And situations that were mentioned that I'm not going to go in-depth with with regards to other countries across the world don't happen or do not occur at the same level. And that is what I have to say about that. Please take a seat, please listen wherever you are and into this video. It's a nice relaxed video this evening. But it's also got some very serious points on it too, which I want to share. Um, and I'm doing this at the same time as recording on the podcast broadcast as well. So the podcast broadcast is going at the same time as I'm doing this. Um, just so that you know what's actually occurring there, you can listen back to this if you want on the Love Lighthouse podcast. And it'll all be there, God willing, God willing, um, it will all be there for us later on. Could it roughly about five to ten minutes, if that, if they all God willing, um, in terms of recapping and finishing this off. Um, tonight I have just like given a bit of a, a an idea of what I've actually been through today. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. <laughs>